next a seasoned scientist in Pasadena on that fabled campus Caltech with its crowd of Nobel Prize winners. We'll have a stack of his ideas in the Science Show next week, but this time, how to use space for energy. Harry Atwater is Chair of Engineering and Applied Science at Caltech. If we want to take the innovations of solar photovoltaics and solve the biggest challenge that's associated with solar photovoltaics, and that is the fact that the sun doesn't shine at night. Therefore, we cannot generate electricity using solar cells alone 24 hours a day. The question is, where would we go to solve that problem? And the answer is in space. If you go to space to a geostationary orbit position where you're far enough away that you don't see day and night, the sun is shining as though it were noon 24 hours a day. The thing that has limited our ability to generate large-scale power in space and have it be useful is being able to make the structures efficient enough and lightweight enough and therefore affordable. And that has been the mission over the last six or seven years of the Caltech Space Solar Power Project, to take the beautiful innovations of photovoltaics technology that people like Martin Green developed, to reduce the mass per area by a factor of 100, down to the point where we make solar energy converters that are much thinner than a sheet of paper. If you can do that, then it becomes affordable to launch these into space and deploy them at a large scale. And if you have a technology for bringing that energy back to Earth. So we're also working here at Caltech on making wireless microwave power transfer, also using antennas that are essentially like sheets of paper and therefore lightweight and making those scalable. So interestingly, we've been working on this in the lab for the last five or six years or so. In January, we began to do our first space experiments. In January, we launched a spacecraft that carries the Space Solar Power Demonstration, SSPD-1, that allows us to demonstrate these ultralight PV technologies and wireless power transfer in space. And those experiments are going on right now. And we'll be excited in the next couple of months to be able to tell the world about the experiments going on that will underlie and bolster the scalable pathway for space solar power. Two technical questions together. First of all, with the very, very thin collectors up in the sky, they won't cover the sky, will they? And secondly, when you beam down the energy, there won't be a loss of energy on the way? Yes, there's a loss of energy on the way. However, because it's daylight 24 hours a day, and because the sun shines more brightly in space even than it does on the Earth, we generate on a single day-night cycle nine times more energy in space than you do on the Earth. So our losses add up to somewhere between a factor of two and five in the energy that's lost coming from space to the Earth as you go through the solar power electricity generation, converting that to wireless microwave energy, and then converting it back to electricity on Earth. But it still pencils out in the end as being interesting. Furthermore, you don't have to now have a battery array to allow you to have energy at night because the power is available continuously. And what about the covering of the sky with your thin collectors? 
Well, it turns out that at geostationary distances, that is not an issue. We, we will not eclipse the sun. In fact, we can place them in a position where the solar collectors don't shadow the Earth and the Earth doesn't shadow the solar collectors. So it can be daylight and there's plenty of space in space. The interesting aspect about wireless power transfer is that not only can we generate it and bring it back to the Earth, we can bring it to remote locations, maybe even places where there isn't already an existing utility grid. For example, I visited a few weeks ago in Africa, and Africa doesn't have the same utility grid that we do in Australia or the United States for carrying electrons on wires. In Africa, when they developed a phone network, they didn't build copper wires to carry the telephone calls. They went directly to wireless phones. So you could imagine in places like that, going directly to wireless power transfer to be able to generate power and power remotely places where we don't already have utilities. Very exciting. Thank you. Thank you very much. Professor Harry Atwater is Chair of Engineering and Applied Science at Caltech. And even more visionary schemes from him next time in The Science Show on RN.